0: Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com/sample-policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company, and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services LLC. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie, and welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Am. <laughs> I need to talk about Kim on Ellen immediately, if not sooner.
1: When that clip dropped on Wednesday and I knew that we had a podcast coming out Thursday, it was one of the greatest feelings I've ever experienced.
0: I know, but I swear to you, I almost wish that when we saw it, we were in a space where we could have recorded that moment because to be clear, my excitement has not died down. But I just wish we could have captured our immediate reaction on audio because We haven't reacted to something like that pop culture-wise in a very long time. We looked at each other, and I think we sat in dead silence for maybe three minutes before even starting to unpack what just happened.
1: I was just going to say, I'm actually glad that we weren't recording when that happened because it would have been a lot of silence. We literally sat there, jaws dropped, did not say a word, and then when we finally spoke, it was 10 straight minutes of, wait, hold on, wait, one second, wait. That's exactly what we did for 10 straight minutes. It would have made for the worst audio recording of all time.
0: And the best thing ever is that our DMs were people having that exact same reaction of kind of like, wait a second, you guys seeing this shit too? The answer is obviously yes. And at the moment, you're right. I guess it's good we didn't have an audio recording because I couldn't have formed a cohesive thought. And I guess I just hope that I can now because I'm absolutely still reeling from that.
1: It was a moment of just collective disbelief. And the thing is, it's not like we're coming onto the podcast today with all of our thoughts collected and we're giving you a really refined answer of how we feel. Like we're still in that same amount of disbelief. I just think we'll be able to speak a little bit better than we were able to in the exact moment that it happened.
0: Yeah. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you watch the clips of Kim on Ellen. If not, I'm going to put the link in the description and it's required viewing before you listen to this because I need you all to experience what we experienced I should also add that Kim's entire Ellen episode hasn't come out yet, and we don't know exactly when it's airing. Ellen's final episode is on May 26, and so they've kind of just been dropping these teaser clips. But there could be more to the peak conversation when the whole episode comes out. I mean, here's to hoping. I I don't really know. But basically, just to do a quick information recap of what we gathered in those few minutes— as you all remember, in the selfie that Pete sent Kanye, which even that sentence is so ridiculous, fans noticed that there was what appeared to be a Kim tattoo on his chest. Kim clarifies on Ellen that the Kim tattoo is not a tattoo. It is actually a Kim branding, and that is in addition to various other tattoos that Pete has as an ode to Kim. We don't know exactly how many or exactly what they are, but we do know that there is one that says, and I quote, my girl is a lawyer. And that's her favorite one. And that, Yeah. And I just want us to sit with that for a moment.
1: (laughs) I've done nothing but sit with that.
0: I mean, I kind of think the best place to maybe start is just by discussing Kim's overall energy in these clips because On Monday's episode, when we were talking about that one specific clip from the trailer where she's in that black velvet outfit and she's texting Pete, you and I repeatedly said that she was just giddy. And we said it wasn't really something we had typically seen Kim be. And all of the words we would have used to describe her, giddy probably wasn't one of them. So then to watch this clip on Ellen where for the entire interview, she's just basically in a constant state of giddiness and happiness and the woman is smitten. I mean, she is completely reverting back to almost a childlike crush, and it is fascinating to watch.
1: Yeah. Childlike crush is such a good way to word it. I I think what I said to you is like, she's acting like she's dating the most popular boy in school. And that's what it feels like. I mean, it's funny because obviously there's a lot of people that are still under the belief of this being a PR move, and I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you that it's not. The one thing that I will say is the type of happiness and the giddiness and the glowing that she has going on specifically in these Ellen clips is something that's really, really difficult to fake in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I guess that is kind of an important parameter to set because if you're listening to this and you still think it's totally a PR stunt and no aspect of this relationship is real – I completely respect your opinion, but I I do think it's important to inform you that we are operating under the belief that this is 100% real. So I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong, but as you listen to this, just know that that's kind of our mindset. And I agree with you. I think that's a really hard emotion to fake, and especially for Kim. I mean, she's not a good actress.
1: No, she's not. And I mean, let's not forget that it took us a little while to get on board too. And not that we entirely thought that it was fake, although I definitely had my suspicions in the beginning. I think we just couldn't wrap our head around the general concept. And now that we're watching this play out the way that it is and watching her in interviews, again, just being so giddy and so happy, I'm so unbelievably on board now. And that's not to say that I think this is a forever type thing that they're going to get married and this is it for her. But I think that regardless of what happens, both of them will look back on this chapter in their lives and be like, wow, A, can't believe that fucking happened. And B, what an incredibly happy, period of time. I don't know. I mean, the tattoo thing is wild. I can't get past that. I know it's what quote tattoo people do as Kim said, but I mean, that's some shit. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, Julie, the whole thing is absolutely wild. But to be totally honest with you, the tattoo thing kind of shocks me less than the branding. And I'm trying to ask myself, if the branding was never a conversation and she was just on Ellen talking about the tattoos, would I be like, oh my God? Yeah, I totally would. But once she mentions the branding, it kind of just ups the stakes. And to hear her say, "You know, that's just what tattoo people do, it kind of validates what we've been saying with Travis and Courtney for a while now. Like, I know that's a totally different relationship, but for a moment, let's take ourselves back to the moment when we realized that Travis had a Courtney tattoo. It was a big deal, but knowing how tatted Travis is, it wasn't as big of a deal. And I know with Pete and Kim, anything would just feel crazier because it's them versus Travis and Courtney, which like, quote, make more sense. But the once I heard the branding, I almost forgot about the tattoos.
1: Oh, the branding is another level. I mean- By the way, Travis Barker is out there getting ready to get branded tomorrow once he found out about that. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing. But the thing with the branding that's so crazy and the way that Kim explained it is kind of, again, exactly how we've been looking at this relationship, which is Pete kind of saying, no matter what happens, I'm not fucking forgetting that this happened. I will brand your name on my chest so that forever I can remember that I dated Kim Kardashian.
0: And you know something? I can't say that I blame him. Like, I understand how big of a deal this is. At the same time, yes, I was absolutely enthralled by these clips. Every word I was hanging on to, I couldn't get enough of it. I was finding myself re watching it because part of my brain was just focusing on her words. And then part of my brain was not even paying attention to the words and just focusing on her overall energy and aura and just like the general sense of happiness she was conveying. But yeah. Is it also slightly concerning potentially? A little bit, but (laughs) I guess I don't even wanna go there because I just wanna live in the fascination and excitement of it all. And maybe I'm not ready to unpack if
1: that's (laughs) maybe not the best idea I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, it would almost be pretty ridiculous to not acknowledge that side of it. And I know that Pete has said in interviews previously that he falls really hard and one of his problems in relationships tends to be that he comes on really stronger. He falls in love so quickly and so hard, and the other person has a hard time handling that and matching that energy. So I definitely see that happening here, like in terms of specifically the branding. The thing that I'm just choosing to focus on in all of this is the fact that it kind of feels like him is matching that energy.
0: Well, right, because obviously there's no world in which Kim is ever getting a tattoo or getting branded, but her expression of what she would call deep love and coupled with some infatuation is the way in which she's going about this, the posting, the talking about it on Ellen. I mean, do you know, like this is Kim Kardashian, right? She's on Ellen for what, at a, let's say 30 minutes. And of that 30 minutes, six or so minutes is devoted to a new relationship. Like when you put it in those terms, To me, I think I realize how big of a deal this is because anything that Kim is devoting attention to publicly is a really big deal.
1: Right. And actually, of all of this, the line that I couldn't get over most had nothing to do with the tattoos. It was when she was talking about the pictures she has of them and how they went Instagram official, quote unquote. And she was saying, you know, I have so many cute pictures and I just want to share all of them. But then I have to remind myself, like, be chill, don't look desperate. And I'm like, wait a second, like, pump the brakes here. Like, who are you not looking chill and desperate for? Because for us, we want all of it, every single ounce of it. So, like, are you actively stopping yourself from falling too hard, just in terms of the way? you're perceiving yourself and the way that Pete is perceiving this whole relationship. like That was the part where I was like, this is kind of crazy.
0: I am so on your page because, of course, the tattoos and the branding are the biggest shock initially. But once the dust kind of settles from that and you zoom out for a second, you realize that that other line is maybe even a bigger deal. And I almost want to read it verbatim so that we can all kind of process this together because she says, and I quote, I guess it's not official until you post. I have the cutest pictures of us, and I want to be like, oh my God, we're so cute. But then I'm like, don't be so desperate. Don't be posting so much. Just give a glimpse. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I haven't dated since before Instagram existed, so I don't know what the rules are. To me, the concept of Kim Kardashian stopping herself from appearing desperate is a mind fuck. Like My brain doesn't really know what to do with that because one, that's just not something I could ever view her as. But to hear her talk about this all in a way that's one so normal, but two so antithetical to everything I believe her to be is is
1: mind-blowing, really. That's what it is. Like the fact that what she's saying is antithetical to everything we know about her. Because with Pete, obviously the branding and the tattoos, I'm not downplaying it. Like that is a very, very big deal. But everything we know about Pete kind of aligns with that. Like it makes sense to us. Kim saying that she doesn't want to look desperate and she doesn't really know how to act. And she's a little bit unsure of herself in this situation. Like that is not a behavior we're used to. And I think that's what it is that I can't wrap my mind around is like one thing I can understand, like totally. The thing with Kim is throwing me off so much because I've never seen her like this.
0: It's funny because as you're talking, I'm ferociously agreeing with you because I mean we're both just processing this in real time and can't believe it and are both so excited and enthusiastic about this whole situation. At the same time though, as I listen to us, if you really simplify what we're saying, we're basically having a hard time processing the fact that Kim Kardashian is experiencing a very human emotion that we all experience. And It's interesting because on one hand, I feel that that completely goes against the brand that we've tried to build on Instagram, which is pretty much the concept of humanizing celebrities. And even on the podcast, I do think that we typically try to talk about these people as though they are real people because they are. But with Kim, I can only speak for myself, I do put her in a different category. And the same cannot be said for the rest of the family. It's specific to her. And on one hand, I think the reason that fans feel so connected to her is because of aspects of relatability and because of how much of her life she's shown. At the same time, the fascination and the level of interest comes from the complete lack of relatability and how she almost exists in this other world. But I think what's so interesting here is that we have seen Kim on our screens for 20 seasons. We have seen her go through so many different phases of her life and really be honest in the myriad of emotions that she has experienced. Yet. This is one we have never seen. So it's like on one hand, we can't believe it because it just feels too, quote, normal for Kim Kardashian to be giddy over a boy. At the same time, I think we also can't believe it because we feel like we do know her so well. We feel like we've seen her through so many different phases of her life and we've never seen this. We've seen excitement. We've seen her be overwhelmed. We've seen her be sad and angry and powerful. We have never seen her be this giddy. And that to me is what I cannot get over. And it's gonna take a moment.
1: Can I tell you what else it is? Mm -hmm. Having a crush is probably the most universal experience in the world. It's also the most embarrassing. Hands down, having a crush is the most embarrassing thing in the entire world for some unknown reason. And that's what I feel like I'm experiencing when I see Kim, where I'm like, I am watching you in real time have a crush on a boy and not know how to handle it.
0: But you know what's so funny about it? It's significantly more embarrassing when you have a crush and – Not only is it not reciprocated, but maybe they don't even know who you are, right? And it's like, this guy is literally branding himself because a tattoo wasn't enough, because permanent ink on his body was not enough of a showcase of his love for you. Like he had to brand himself and you're still embarrassed. (laughs) Like that is what is so wild here. I I know. And the other element to kind of add on top of this, almost as a cherry on top, is that right now, if we look at the crushes that the general public are experiencing, this is not for me personally, but just in general, let's say we take TikTok, Pete Davidson is top of that list. So it's not as though we're witnessing Kim crushing on someone that other people aren't also crushing on. Like, If we take Kanye, when Kim and Kanye got together, of course, Kanye was respected as a musical genius and as a rap icon, but I wouldn't necessarily say that he was the guy that people were crushing on. Yeah, he was maybe people's favorite artist. They loved what he was doing in music and fashion, but it wasn't the crush necessarily. Whereas with Pete, again, let's just take TikTok as the indicator. He really is one of the crushes that The general public are experiencing. So it's also so wild to watch Kim crush on the guy that other people around the world are also making like fan edits to on TikTok. I don't know. The whole thing is just so crazy. Chloe should fuck Jack Carlo. (laughs) I mean, I swear to you, nothing would surprise me anymore. So Mother's Day is coming up. And I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because. Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the season's changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw-on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm, rather ready with quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince dot com slash CBC. I almost feel as though we are past the days of seeing what appears to be a wild headline and immediately discounting it as false because. All of the things that we thought were too crazy to ever happen have happened. And of course, I I don't mean that too seriously. You have to use critical thinking. You can't believe everything you read, of course. But if we saw a couple pairing that we would have never, ever anticipated, I think at this point in time, like Pete Davidson started dating Kim Kardashian. You know what? Crazier things have happened. And that's almost, I feel, the mantra that we have to approach pop culture with because I don't know. It feels like all bets are off.
1: No, I know. I mean, that's how I feel too. All bets are off. I really, I really feel that way. The other thing, just going back to the interview for a second is the part that is kind of the least touched upon because the tattoo was such a big deal and the Instagram official was such a big deal was just her talking about how happy she is. And you can see that. I know we're talking about the fact that we're watching her be really giddy, but she's also acknowledging that fact that she is in a different place in her life and she's so happy to be there. And I feel like considering the circumstances going on in her life, I mean, every single day with Kanye, I mean, think about that. Forget about what we see on social media. I can't even imagine what things are like behind closed doors if that's what we are getting. For her to come out on Ellen and be in this new relationship and be oozing this level of happiness despite all of the stress in her life, that speaks absolute volumes oh, it totally speaks
0: volumes. And I actually think the two things are happening at the same time. She is in one of the most anxiety-inducing periods of her life probably ever. At the same time, she's experiencing a level of happiness she has not experienced in a very long time. And it must be both great yet also slightly confusing to be having those two emotions at once. But this isn't really specific to Kim, but I mention it because she said this in talking about the happiness. She said, you know what? I'm in my 40s, fuck it. Just go for it, find your happiness. And I have to tell you, this is not just with Kim or with other female celebrities that I've seen speak on this concept. I'm also talking about with women in my own life that have said this to me and that I've also watched this happen to. It really does feel that your 40s are just this time when you start to internalize this real fuck it attitude. And I mean, I I think that it happens as you get older, as Every decade passes. I guess the goal is that you care less and less about what other people think. And even in my own life at 27, I find that I care significantly less than I did when I was 17. But, you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this, and I'm just going to say it as it's coming to my mind. I think that oftentimes what happens in society, specifically with women, is that there's a real fear that can be associated with aging because, as we know, the older a woman gets, the more focus on Quote how she's aging and her looks and things that don't happen to men. And we've spoken about this at length. I'm not trying to get into that conversation now. However, I think watching women I both know and don't know get to their 40s and experience this real feeling of bliss, it is so inspiring to me because- I I want that. I want to not really care. And I do think I care so much less than I used to, but God, how wonderful is that, whether you're a celebrity or not, to just wake up and be like, I'm gonna live my life the way that I want to live it. And I mean, I want that for everyone, you know, not just women, but specifically with women, because it's the opposite of what society is telling you to to do, you know, to constantly care. So I don't know, it's kind of a mishmash of multiple points, but there's just something about the 40s that feel to be really exciting for women. And I love that.
1: Oh, I I totally agree, and I think that that's something that we're really having an understanding of more and more recently. And it's specifically forties. It's not just like as you get older you care less. It's like there's this switch that seems to go off once you hit your forties. And maybe that's not every single woman or every single person, but it does seem to be something that we are watching happen, or or if you're forty, experiencing happening. And I think what's comforting about it is that. I think when you're in your 20s or even when you're in your 30s, there's always this pressure of like, you have to figure it out. You have to figure it out. You have to know what you want. Like, forget about just like the blissfulness of the way you're perceived by others, just like getting your life together. And I think there's something that happens when you hit 40 where you I think you come to terms with what it is, what it is. Like wherever your life is when you're 40, I think that the reason that people are experiencing this blissfulness, and obviously I don't know because I'm 25, but what I'm kind of seeing as an outsider looking at what's happening is it kind of just feels like you hit 40 and you really internalize, you know what? It just is what it is.
0: Yeah. And I think that that must be a very liberating concept. And for me on a very personal note, I think watching my mom, you know, it, 63 have so much more life to live and unfortunately was taken from me way too soon I think it also really made me like cement the belief in my mind that aging is a privilege and everything that comes with it the good the bad the ugly it is a privilege because I know you know my mom for example there's nothing that she would want in this world more than to be alive at every stage of her life that happened after 63 and just to experience living and, and the vibrancy with which she would want to live and it's different of course the points are different but I, I don't know just All of these concepts recently I've been thinking about a lot and reflecting on a lot. And to watch Kim in her 40s, whether it's because of Pete Davidson or anything else, just feel like this is her era, it's inspiring to me for whatever reason. And I celebrate that for her and for any other woman that is feeling that same way. At any age, obviously.
1: Oh my god, absolutely yes. Like beyond beyond yes. The other thing with what Kim was saying in this part about finding her happiness and going for it is she really emphasized that point of, you know, I wanted something and I went for it. And to bring it back to Pete for a second, like what that says to me is like this was on her. Like she was the one that sought him out, she was the one that made this happen and I don't know if part of me always thought that that was how it went down or if I thought that he pursued her and she just kind of said, fuck it and went for it. But the way that she really made it seem in this interview was that this was on her. Like she sought out her own happiness here and she was the one that put all of this into action.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's really funny because in that variety piece, she said that we are going to get the full rundown of how it happened, who contacted who, really the play-by-play, which of course is <laughs> what we're all fiending for, for lack of a better phrase. But I was thinking about it if I was Steph Chef, for example, or somebody that is very much in the inner circle that was there since the beginning of her relationship with Pete and really got to watch with their own eyes how this transpired. I still think it would be so fucking fun to sit there and watch Kim Kardashian on camera in her Hulu confessional, explain exactly what happened and watch her relive those emotions. Because when you're experiencing it in real time, it is so different than when you're watching the person kind of backtrack and explain it from their perspective. Like, yeah, obviously for us, we want to know because we want the information. And then secondary to that is just to watch her experience it all over again. But even if I was someone that knew the information, even if I'm... Chloe, I still want to watch Kim explain it because then you get to see her relive those feelings. How fun is that?
1: I mean, the only thing I would want more than that is for Pete to sit down in a confessional and relive what it was like to be on the receiving end of those feelings.
0: Oh, wait. I wanted to say this to you. I totally forgot. You know how in the interview she said that there's a chance that they may be filming something very exciting for next season?
1: Yeah, or filming in general, but yes.
0: Right. Right. Do you think, because this is the conversation online, do you think it's the Met Gala? Is that what she's referring to? Like, let me ask you right now. There's no right or wrong answer. Today, Thursday, March 17th at 10.53 a.m., if you had to make a prediction, will Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson be walking the Met Gala red carpet together this year? What is your answer? I want a simple yes or no, and then you can expand.
1: Yes, but- it's a two-part answer because, one, I don't necessarily think that that's what she was specifically referring to when she said she has things being filmed in the future. I think that there's something else. But a separate and aside from that statement, yes, I, I, if they're still together, they will walk that Met Gala red carpet together. I, I totally think so, too.
0: Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter-looking eyes No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. And let me just add, if that does happen, it is really representative of her relevance that in 2019, she's the Vogue cover star, and she was the most talked about person on that carpet. Of course, there was no Met Gala 2020. 2021, she wears a Balenciaga look where she is kind of hidden, yet still, she probably is the person that the most conversation stems from. And if her and Pete Davidson walk the 2022 Met Gala red carpet together, I think it is Again, a real testament to her fame and her relevance that for three years in a row, she can walk the Met Gala red carpet with some of the most influential, powerful, famous people in the world. And they are all talked about. I mean, let's not act like she's the only one people are talking about. Of course not. But I bet that if you looked up the statistics on, let's say, Google for the most searched person from the Met Gala, it would probably be her. And if she does that this year, that's going to happen again this year. And that
1: is wild. But that's the thing with Kim. Is that she has cemented her position in pop culture and culture in general, where no matter what she does, that will probably be the case. She could come walk that red carpet without P in hand, do something that will be incredibly talked about, even if it's not as extravagant as the head to toe black look from Balenciaga, and still be the most spoken about person there. I really, really feel that way. And the reason that that Met Gala look was such a big deal also is exactly that. Like, Even though we didn't quote get it, or even if we did quote get it, we didn't, (laughs) I I don't want to say like it, but it's not something that we would ever wear or not something that we necessarily wanted from her. We still could not stop talking about it. Physically could not stop discussing, analyzing every single aspect of it. And so that is the biggest representation of her. And also one of the things that we said about that look was like, this is Kim embarking on a new era. Like this is almost wearing all black head to toe is almost a reset. So for her to then walk the red carpet with P is less about P and more about this is the representation of the new era we were just talking about.
0: Right. And again, I say, how powerful is that given the fact that her first Met Gala, she was Kanye's plus one. And I mean, we all know what happened. She received so much criticism. She went home crying that night and it was about Kanye. And for a few years there, it really was about Kanye. And she was kind of, an addition to that, as the years went on, of course, she became more relevant and her being there made more quote sense to the world. I'm not speaking for you and I, obviously, but for people that were just getting on board. Whereas now it's about Kim and that's a really good feeling. And I have so much to say, like, you know what? I, I get it. Yes, Kim Kardashian has us by the balls. I can't say the same for the rest of the family, but specifically she does. and I am okay with that because I love and honestly get so much enjoyment out of just watching the journey of her career, the ups and the downs. I mean, on Monday's episode, we spent 10 minutes talking about her comments and variety and disagreeing with her. It doesn't mean that everything she does is great. I'm not saying that at all. She does stuff that is completely wrong. It's just in general watching her story arc, I find to be riveting and I, I, I really enjoy it.
1: Well, that's one of the things that you and I do just in our everyday life, forget about Kim, is all we want to do is analyze every single detail of something. Like That's what this podcast is. Every time there's a major story, we just want to break it down and analyze to the best of our ability every single theory and human emotion and anything that we could possibly come up with. And so Aside from everything about Kim that we've watched and observed over the years, one of the main things she provides us with is the ability to do that. She walks out of the house and there's 10 things to analyze. And so not only does she give us so much in terms of entertainment, she gives us so much in terms of just activity. She allows us to do our favorite thing in the entire world, which is analyze every single aspect of a situation over and over and over again and continue to provide us with new information and new things to be able to do that. And so the thing with Kim is you will never, ever, ever run out of things to say about her, whether they're negative, positive, completely just the middle ground, you will forever be able to talk about every single aspect of her life. And there are very few people that you can ever say that about.
0: I mean – Julie and I had a chopped salad with blackened salmon yesterday from one place, and the day before we had a chopped salad with blackened salmon from a different place. And when I tell you, (laughs) we went through every single ingredient explaining why one was better than the other, what we would have changed, the differences in the consistency of the dressing, the way in which they chopped the salad, and that had a hold on us, that satisfied our desire for analysis for over an hour... It's like Kim, she just gave me a lifetime. Like I have, I get the same enjoyment doing it to a chopped salad. Don't get me wrong. No disrespect to Kim, but God, does she give us more content to work with than onions and romaine?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's (laughs) exactly correct. Kim gives us way more content than onions and romaine. No, you're a hundred percent right. I have nothing to add. No comments. (laughs) No notes. (laughs) No notes. You oh my god. Okay. You want to take a break and and come back? I would love to.
0: 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor, it's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code celebs for fifteen percent off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code celebs. The other thing we wanted to mention, just because it happened yesterday, is that Kanye has reportedly been placed on a twenty four hour Instagram ban. A spokesperson from Meta said that Kane violated the company's policy on hate speech and bullying and harassment. So he's unable to post, comment, or send DMs for 24 hours. And that apparently, this is according to Meta, that if he continues to, quote, violate the policies, that they will take additional steps. So just wanted to mention that, especially because it kind of explains the contrast from, you know, the constant posting he was doing to the silence that he's had for at least the last, I guess, 18 or so hours. The other thing that I just wanted to mention is, I'm sure most of you have seen the clip from Trevor Noah's show that he did. It's about a nine or so minute segment where he discusses the Kim, Kanye, Pete situation. And he says a lot of kind of what we have been saying recently, especially what we said in that episode a few weeks ago, where yes, Kim is a public figure. And yes, a lot of what's going on here is, quote, entertainment. However, it's indicative of something far more serious, which at the core of it is, an ex-husband publicly harassing his ex-wife. And the whole point that he basically makes is if even Kim Kardashian, one of the most powerful, wealthy, famous women in the world with connections and resources that the majority of the world does not have, is still facing this and still unable to get him to stop, what does that mean for, quote, normal women who are dealing with this every single day, which is exactly what we were talking about a few weeks ago? And before I say this next one, I want to give a trigger warning for domestic violence and abuse. But Trevor kind of contextualizes this in his own life experience, saying that from the ages of roughly nine to 16, he grew up in an abusive home. And he said that so many times when they would go to police or family members or really anyone to kind of explain or get help for what was going on, the emphasis was always placed on what is your mom doing to get this to happen instead of why is this happening? And he explains how kind of the boiling point of this was his mom actually getting shot in the head. She fortunately survived this, but he explains that, you know, maybe that's why he's viewing this with more seriousness than a lot of people are and of course it's a terrible thing that him and his family had to go through, but you know, I just I just want to say that whether or not you like Trevor Noah, whether you're a fan of what he says, what he does or even the way that he conveyed this particular point, I'm happy that someone on this large of a platform Brought a moment of seriousness to the conversation that I think is often treated at times with too much levity.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think that him putting it not only in the context of his own life, but just in the context of how serious this is, how serious it could become, and how serious it is for women everywhere was a really important point to be made. And it is serious. I mean, I. Again, we've spoken about this many times. I still don't really understand why when discussing this situation, there always has to be a caveat of how we feel about Kim in order to contextualize the seriousness of the situation. It's something that I literally cannot wrap my mind around. But I think it was so important that Trevor Noah on the platform that he has handled this with a level of seriousness that I don't think I've seen from a lot of other people. I think that people are talking about it and I think people know it's wrong. I don't think people have acknowledged what this situation could potentially progress to. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. And it's, like you said, it's a very delicate thing to discuss. And by no means is here anyone else trying to give a prediction. That's not what's happening here. It's just kind of a moment of zooming out and realizing, yeah, it's Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's Kanye West. But just because they are public figures that do give off a lot of entertainment at the core of what's happening here is is very scary, which is exactly, I mean, I forget if it was last week or two weeks ago when we spent really long time kind of diving into that exact concept. And by the way, I could not agree with you more about the whole lack of necessity for the caveat of liking or disliking Kim. If your whole point is that you think the way Connie is harassing Kim is wrong, any caveats you feel you need to make about disliking Kim, in my opinion, take away from the strength of your argument. but that's a whole separate point.
1: A whole separate point that I can't even get into right now because yeah, yeah, you said it all.
0: Okay, well, is there anything else that you would like to add about anything?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, listen, of course we could never run out of things to talk about. I could spend probably fifteen minutes talking about Kendall doing an aloe shoot at Scott's house. But for today's episode and saving some stuff for Monday, I think that I think that I'm good.
0: Yes, like I don't think we discussed some of those clips yet, the ones between Travis and Chris or Kylie's Insta story. But we'll talk about that on Monday. And I mean, Kardashians aside, I hope some really exciting things in the general world of pop culture happen as well because I'm craving some like deep breakdown of something non-Kardashian. I think that would be fun.
1: From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> In the Lord's name we say, amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. We love you guys. Thank you so
0: much for listening and for letting us do this. And um, I think that's all. We'll see you on Monday.